And we're, we're live with React 30. Hey, everybody. Welcome to React 30, another episode uh, that we've got for you. Really excited about this one. Uh, I'm your co-host, Michael Jackson. Today we have with us here Kent, my other co-host. Say hi, Kent. Hello. And uh, Ryan Florence, of course. Oh, I guess uh, I guess there's no Ryan today. Uh, no, no Ryan. Uh, but uh, nope, no big deal. We've uh, we've got actually two guests this week, so um, I'm sure we'll have plenty, plenty of stuff to talk about. We have with us Matt Zabriski and James. Hello. Sorry, say hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? And Jameson Dance. Hey. Uh, Matt and Jameson are the organizers of. Uh, the totally awesome React Rally conference uh, that they're holding later uh, later this year. We'll have plenty of plenty of time to talk about that. Um, we're super super stoked to have them on the show, um, and we only have 30 minutes. We promise not to waste more than 30 minutes of your time. That's that's the promise we make to you here on React 30. So um, so without any further ado, let's uh, let's dive into it. So um, thanks. For, thanks for joining us, Matt and Jameson. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanted to give you guys... Uh, so let, let's let's see. So React Rally, uh, later this summer... Is it, is it like September, I think, we're holding it? It's or August. August. The, the end of August. August 25th and 26th. In Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, Glorious uh, Salt Lake. That's right, that's right. Um, now you guys both live up in that neck of the woods, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're a little south, we're but close. pretty close. So I, I never actually was like too much into that scene. Kent, you live up there too, right? Yeah, I'm pretty close to uh, uh, Jameson and Matt. Yeah, man, I, I think I, I think I moved out of Utah right about the time I was like getting into programming pretty heavily, and so I kind of like. Never made friends with all of you guys when I was still living in Utah. But anyway, that's not important. There's an amazing scene, a JavaScript scene in Utah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, the local JavaScript scene and, um, you know, like what the meetups are like and stuff like that. Well, especially like in the JavaScript side, I don't know exactly. I've kind of lost track, but there's got to be oh, over half a dozen JavaScript meetups, just JavaScript only in Utah. It's a crazy tech scene here. Yeah, uh, I, I know people who still talk about, like, the Mountain West JavaScript meetup, or the Mountain West JavaScript conference uh, yeah. that was held last year. Um, I think that Mike Moore was doing that, right, with the Mountain West Ruby conference? Yep. Correct. So, yep. yeah, it's Utah for a long time has been, like, for a couple of years now at least, has been, like, a, a kind of a, uh, I don't know, Kind of a core stalwart member of the tech scene, at least in my eyes. So it's it's awesome that this conference is uh, has sprung up there. I, um, I think Utah definitely. Uh, I, I would say it punches above its weight in terms of population to the size of the scene. Like I don't even know how many. There's probably a million people in the Salt Lake City metro area, so it's not very big. But um, there there are, yeah, I, I would say more than half a dozen. There's there's probably a dozen JavaScript meetups in that area. There's Mountain West JavaScript Conference. NGConf is in Salt Lake. React Rally, there's a local Utah JS conference. There's a couple more. Uh, Open West has a, has a ton of JavaScript stuff as well. 
So there's there's several conferences, a lot of meetups. There are some universities. There's some dev boot camps, and then uh, there's a I would say a, a a decently robust startup scene as well. It's 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 not a Bay Area, but um, there's yeah. there's definitely yeah there, there's there's definitely a good startup scene around here too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I heard uh, I heard that uh, in structure. So in structure, IPO'd, and then remind me, Josh Coates, right, is the CEO. Mm-hmm. Right. So my brother-in-law works there right now, and he said that Josh is going for a billion-dollar valuation. So maybe maybe <laughs> they'll be the next big heavy uh, heavy hitter up there on the Silicon slopes. Yeah, yeah, there are a few billion-dollar company, billion-dollar tech companies, I should say, around here. Sweet. Well, cool. Well, um, so so super awesome place to be doing tech if you're doing tech. Um, so tell us, give us a little bit of an idea of, uh, you know, React Rally. What you know, last year I think was was the first year, right? Mm-hmm. And we already had you know a React Conf going. What was <laughs> your guys' main motivation? What was your idea? I think we kind of started planning stuff before we even knew there was going to be like a Facebook focused. Um, I'll say sanction. I don't know if that's the right word, but like you know the one that the one that Facebook put on. <laughs> we started planning before they had announced that. And so in a way that kind of deflated us a little bit because we'd spent about a month or two kind of talking about it and making some preliminary plans. And then boom, this thing's happening already that Facebook is doing. And uh, I think we kind of took a step back and was like, do we still want to do this? We attended the one that Facebook did and it was great. Um, But we felt like we could still add to uh, the conversation and that the community would still benefit from having more than just one Facebook-centered React conference. Yeah, yeah it, that, I definitely agree. Sorry, Jameson, go ahead. It, it originally came out of just Matt and I's desire to put on a conference about a technology we were excited about. It wasn't uh, wasn't much more than that. Like we we both go to I don't know, not a ton of conferences, but a, but a amount, and we really enjoy them. It's awesome to meet people and to see what is happening in in, in tech, um, and we kind of wanted to. Uh, both showcase React and showcase the community of people that were then growing around it. And also there's a little bit of kind of like Salt Lake City pride, you know, like bring people to Salt Lake, show them that it's a cool city, that there's interesting stuff happening here, and, and it's uh, a place worth being. So that was kind of the original motivation, I think. Yeah, th- I think those are those are great motivators. Um... I mean, and also to get like wildly rich. And yeah, famous. you know. Man, <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> I love the sound effect. Um, so, uh, so, so I went to last year's React Rally. Um, this mm-hmm. is just kind of a plug for you guys. I promise they're not paying me to say this or anything. Um, but last year's React Rally was pretty excellent. I mean, as far as tech conferences go, um, we've obviously talked about you know already how awesome Salt Lake City is. Um, you know, there was I think we we held it at. Uh, remind me of the name of the venue. The something Rose. Rose Wagner. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what was it? Rose Wagner. Yeah, the Rose Wagner Hall. It's a beautiful venue. It was right around the corner from my favorite pizzeria, Um, and having spent quite a bit of time in Italy, that's saying something. Um, That was was perfect location right downtown Salt Lake, lots of awesome places to eat. Um, What's the venue this year? Where are you guys doing it? Well, we decided not to like mess with the good things. We're we're staying in the same place. We'll be Rose Wagner again this year. I like that. I like it. Good idea. About about how many attendees are you uh, are you expecting? About what's the size of this conference? It's probably I don't know 300, 350. That's what we're looking at right now. 
Um, it's it's definitely larger than last year, which is exciting to see that uh, a lot of things have gone smoother and people seem to really like it last year. So we've had some people that heard of it last year and didn't attend and and are coming this year, and also some repeat attendees, which is which is fun to see. Uh, the Rose Wagner is great. It's this old timey theater. Um, they do a lot of like dance performances, and they they show Sundance Film Festival films there, and it's it's a cool space, and it makes the speakers feel cool when they stand on stage and they look out, and there's all these like opera box seats, and it's totally it's fun totally. to attend and also to speak at. I mean, uh, having having a good venue makes it such a huge difference. Like mm -hmm. it's it's. Uh, I I mean I I always I always kind of am bummed when I find out that a conference is going to be held at a hotel. Mm -hmm. I'm always kind of like, ugh, hotels like they don't have any personality, right? I love that about the the venue you guys have chosen. Yeah, ho hotels are in some ways incredibly convenient as an organizer. Um, they're very expensive, also. <laughs> really? So there's some some of it is we want a different feel, and some of it is uh, we don't want to like lose our houses. Um, but but it's definitely yeah. There's there's a lot of benefit to not using a hotel if you're willing to do a lot more legwork, basically. Cool. Yeah. Literally legwork from the hotel to the venue. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. The hotel this year is I don't know. It's like a block and a half. Um, I I have faith that our attendees will be able to make it. We have some yeah, ideas. Fine. We yeah. Might, like lay out a little path. Breathe some of that mountain air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious about the the speakers. So last year there were, um, you know, the topics seemed to be kind of broad. And, um, we talked about Elm. We had ES6, um, some GraphQL stuff in there. Well, is there any particular focus this year for um, the kinds of talks that that you want to push and and the kind of speakers that you're having in the conference? So. I know Matt has talked a lot about wanting React Rally to showcase the community. Um, React is interesting because it's 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 a, I mean it's a community open source project, but it really is kind of driven by Facebook. And Facebook is is great, and I'm very grateful for all the time and effort and money they put into React, and they're the reason it exists. Um, but sometimes that means that the people that you hear from about React tend to be the same people. They all work for the same company. And we definitely have Facebook employees. We have React core team people speaking at React Rally, and we're really excited about that. But we also have um, a lot of just community members who are doing interesting things with React outside of Facebook. And and that's a thing that, that Matt was really excited about, just reflecting what the community is doing with React. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of... You, you see, um, with the Facebook conference, in my in my opinion, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but uh, their conference is very much React from their perspective. You know, React came out of solving their own problems in the first place, um, and so a lot of the tooling and the things that we see comes from Facebook's perspective. Um, but I kind of want this to be like a little bit of a change in the dialogue of how does the rest of the community see it and what's the problems that they're solving. Because uh, I think I think those are different things, and to see both of those side by side makes it really interesting. For sure. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like there are things that come out of out of Facebook that apply really well to Facebook and Facebook type apps like enormous apps that don't necessarily apply well to the apps that we're building, like things like Flux, Flux architecture and um, like Relay and GraphQL. Um, these are really cool technologies that um, may not totally apply to the things that the community is building necessarily. 
Yeah, I think we're, we're going for more of a mix. Kent, you asked uh, what maybe some of the topics or themes were, and we didn't really set out with... I mean, there, there are things we are interested in, for sure, just as people, but we didn't really sit down and say, like, we want a conference about these five things. It was more um, what what the, the submitters were interested in. Um, like Like last year, let's see. I guess we do kind of have a bias towards maybe unique perspectives. Last year we had uh, Jessica Care as the very first speaker to kind of open up the conference, and she is not even a React developer. She's kind of a back-end developer that does that's really into functional programming, and she talked about Elm, um, which was, uh, I think, the first exposure to Elm for a lot of people. And and she talked about it in a pretty unique perspective and, and I think was... Uh, kind of ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff. And I think this year we're hoping to replicate that. And the other speakers were like that too, like they about things that later became popular. I think we're now hoping was she to the, Was she the, uh, the driving force for you? Did she convince you to try Elm? You've been doing quite a bit of Elm, haven't you, Jameson? Yeah, I, I was interested in it, um, and I had played around with it. And then seeing her talk, I was like, okay, yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and build some real stuff in it. So kind Sweet. of. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. I love it when uh, good uh, conference talks uh, like actually change something. And yeah, actually for sure. You to try something new. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking through the speaker list, and and I think there are a bunch of talks that that could do that. But that's that's one of my goals from the conference is that you will see a talk that will change the way that you that you do something. And there there are lots of them here that I think could do that. So, so regarding uh, topics specifically, I saw a tweet from Sebastian uh, Markbeige recently. I don't know, maybe it was a month or two ago, where he said something like, um, and I should probably pull up the tweet so I don't misquote him, but he said something like, you know, we, we see lots of, we do lots of talking about solutions, right? Maybe, you know, he said, I would like to hear some more about problems, right? He says... Um, you know that they're. I, I kind of got the vibe that you know, problems are more interesting than than solutions. Mm. Um, are you aware of anybody who's going to be bringing up any interesting kind of problems? I, I felt a lot like um, mm -hmm. like that's what Sebastian's talk was from last year at React Europe. Remember that one where he's like talking about running React on the GPU, right? And it was kind of just like there wasn't a whole lot of like here I'm going to give you the solution. There was more just like you know what like what could the future look like you know just more of kind of like what ifs you know yeah. in conference talks and, and anything like that that you guys are hoping to get out of this conference or any of the speakers that you saw that you thought oh yeah that that'll be a great one to just kind of talk about what if you know or what what are the problems here and what you know maybe they don't recommend a solution already yeah sebastian's a pretty smart dude <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he totally. He's a pretty singular talent, I think. So it's it's a it's a lot to expect someone to give a talk as well as he would. But I think we have some that that are um, sort of in that vein, along more experiences and and stories about things that they've done and encountered, instead of like check out my fancy new framework I'm going to dangle in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, even even a talk of like like the talk about Elm from last mm -hmm. year. I mean, Elm is. It's definitely not an answer or a solution yet, right? It's still very much a, a you know, kind of. A, I don't. I wouldn't even say it's in its adolescence. I would say that that's just barely getting started. Uh, so something like that is kind of more like a, hey, you know, this 
this could maybe, you know, you know, let's let's yeah. look at some of the problems typically that functional languages have had. You know, mm -hmm. maybe Elm could kind of like, uh, you know, kind of address some of those problems or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, actually, I feel like I've been talking too much. Matt, do you have any any thoughts about this? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, as I think over the schedule, I don't think there's anything quite exactly like that. But there's a few of people talking about like uh, the problems that they've run into with like scale or you know, just coming at it from a totally new React developer perspective, um, you know, it's it's kind of overwhelming. Like, how do I get up and running and all the tooling and, you know, do I use Webpack or Babel or, like, all this stuff? Um, I know there's some talks that kind of will discuss that. Um, I don't know exactly what, you know, their punchline is going to be of, like, this is what I did to solve it or if it's going to be more of a dialogue about their experience. Um, but there's a few that are along those lines for sure. Yeah, I, I know uh, James Long from Mozilla is going to talk about kind of the story of building the Firefox debugger tools in React. That was a pretty big deal. I remember when I heard that they were building them in React itself. And um, from the description that he gave us, it, it sounds like they... Um, I love hearing stories of, like, real-world development because it shows you that... Um, you can lean on your tools to solve some problems, but you always run into problems that are not easily solved by whatever tool you're using. And and um, I, I appreciate hearing about the things that React struggles with, honestly. And and that's one of the things I hope to get out of it. Like a, building a debugger is a pretty uh, seems like a pretty intense technical task, and and I hope there's some cool stuff in there. Um, another talk. This is kind of. Uh, my my hope as like a sequel to the Elm talk, it's about PureScript, um, which is another language similar to Elm, kind of a, a front end functional language. Uh, is that, that the, has a, uh, is, isn't that the Haskell inspired? Yep. Kind of uh, variant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elm Elm is like um, loosely inspired by Haskell, and PureScript is much more directly inspired by it. And and there's a talk on using PureScript, and the the selling point is. Just like React, PureScript is really easy to embed in your app in pieces, and you can just have a little chunk of your app in PureScript and, and just call into it from JavaScript and call into your JavaScript script and stuff. And, and I think that could be an interesting talk as far as, like, maybe there's this, cra this crazy-sounding-to-you idea that you should check out and try a little bit. Um, I, I Yeah, let's see. How do I say this? All of the talks are going to be interesting, and I don't mean to say, like, if I'm not specifically pointing out a talk, oh, it's not going to be good. Like, I'm, I'm super excited for all the talks, but just as far as, like, crazy out there ideas, that one seems um, kind of in that vein. Cool, yeah. I really like the stories. I like the crazy ideas. Like, this, you might not actually want to do this, but, like, this could inspire something that you, that could really fundamentally change the way you think about programs or something like that. I think that's really interesting. You all got um, a ton of talk submissions, and you had to whittle them down to just you know the couple that you chose. What mm -hmm. what was it about the ones that you ended up choosing that made them you know stand out? Uh, like I'm what I'm I'm kind of approaching this question from the perspective of somebody who like if if somebody is listening who wants to get accepted in the future, what are some things that they could do to um, have their talks accepted? Yeah, that's that's kind of like the trick when you're proposing is like how do you catch the attention of the organizers? Um, 
like do all the right wordsmithing, wordsmithing, but like don't be too verbose and like bore them with it. Like for me, even like submitting proposals, like I have a struggle with that. Um, from the side of like reviewing it, um, I mean, to to an extent, part of it's just kind of luck at the draw. Like you might have submitted the most awesome proposal, but there's like five others on the same topic, and then it's a choice of which of these five awesome proposals on this awesome topic do we want to hear about? Um, I think I think our uh, our proposal form does a pretty good job of like just give us like a too long did not read so that we can kind of get a quick snapshot of like what what is this talk even about and then it gives you an opportunity to explain it more in detail like you know this is my experience of why I would be a good person to talk about this um, or this is something that I built that you can like check out the live demo um, so I think I think anything that shows like why why this would be like the right talk for you to give. And anything that we can look at firsthand, and you know, maybe you've shared a video of a talk similar or the same talk that you've given in the past, that we can get a little more insight into it. Um, I think the biggest is just like catching the catching our attention of like, wow, this sounds really interesting. Yeah, some of that we tried to do by listing um, some some topics we were interested in, giving uh, just giving people ideas. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people. Um, I think are very capable of giving good talks, but they might feel like they don't have a good idea. And and you hear about that in startups too. Like people kind of um, almost place too much pressure on like I have to have the perfect business idea and the yeah. idea will save me. Totally. <laughs> but you can give a great talk about a really boring sounding topic if if you do it well. So so we tried to kind of uh, give a list of ideas for people to talk about, and then. Um, I think we ended up accepting a few talks that that were on that or that were about things that were on that list, and then the other stuff is like uh, we we covered some things last year. There were some things that were covered at React Rally or at, at React Conf and React Europe, and and um, there were some very good submissions on topics that we felt like had been covered pretty well in other places, and and that can kind of tip the scales a little bit. Like if you have a topic that maybe you haven't heard about or from a person you haven't heard from um, compared to someone who's already given a talk or a topic that's already been given somewhere else, that, that can be helpful too. But I think this has been one of the hardest parts is like picking a, a lineup. We had so many good talks submitted. and Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Please do. I was gonna. I was gonna ask. Um, you, if I'm, uh, if I remember right, you guys did the first round of screening um, totally blind, right? I mean, meaning you didn't know who it was who was submitting. You were just evaluating talks based on the subject matter and the proposal itself, right? Yeah. I, I think that's uh, that's awesome. I think that's a great sort of um, precedent. Where where did you guys get that idea from? Ooh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, I've seen it around. Uh, we, we, I hadn't really, se I hadn't really seen it before. I don't think I've ever been part of a conference that that did it quite that way. I know I've, I've been part of uh, FluentConf. I've been part mm -hmm. of, uh, I've even been part of like Mountain West's RubyConf. And I, I just, I don't, I don't think I ever recalled uh, having seen that before. Maybe I'm just not, not in, uh, in, uh, uh, you know, 
involved enough in the conference organizing process. But I just I just didn't recall having seen that before. I thought that was pretty cool. And, and a great pattern for other conferences to follow, for sure. I think yeah, it's, like, really important to, like, make it easier for newcomers to get in. You're not just picking the same people over and over. That's, like, exactly. they're established. We know they give great talks. Let's not yeah. venture anywhere from that. Someone that's never done a talk before, they stand as good a chance as someone that's given 100 great talks. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky balance to strike as an organizer because we we don't want to end up with the same lineup as every JavaScript or React conference. You also have to balance that with what people are interested in, though. Like, people are interested in the big famous names, and and those to some extent just really draw people. Um, so uh, the way we did it is we we pre-selected a small number of speakers and kind of invited them to to give talks. And then the majority of the slots were, were selected through the proposal process. Um, and we did it in a, a blind pass at first, but that wasn't like the final pass because um, that was to give us the opportunity to kind of evaluate the proposals on, on hopefully on their own merits. Um, but the person giving the talk does matter. Like if they have some personal information to share that says like I've presented at these conferences or here's a blog post I wrote or here's a video of me at a meetup or something, um, that doesn't go in the blind part, but it goes in the in the second part, and that, that can help you make the decision too as well. If you if you have two different proposals about similar topics, and one person seems like they will just do a better job because they gave you some information, then 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 that's helpful too. So so the blind part I feel like is important to give people a chance. Um, we don't want to be like slaves to the to the blind part though. Um, there have been some conferences that shall go unnamed that got in trouble doing that. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you, you guys mentioned big names. I have to tell you the truth. You know, my name hasn't always been Michael Jackson. A couple of years ago, I, uh, I switched it, you know, just so I could have <laughs> to get these kinds of invites, you know. So I just want you guys to be mindful of me, you know, next time. Like, oh, what's the biggest name we could possibly have? Like, unless somebody else comes along named Justin Bieber or something. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest name. And so one other thing that I wanted to mention that, like, if somebody listening to this is wanting to start a conference or something, something that you all did that was just so, I, I thought was super awesome was how clear-cut your uh, CFP was. It was really, really clear what you were looking for from a mm -hmm. talk. Uh, you gave really, really good examples. Like, you, you had an example talk that was actually a hilarious uh, yeah. proposal. I was pretty uh, proud of that. <laughs> yeah, that was epic. I want to watch that talk, but yeah, um, yeah, good, good stuff. But I, I just thought that was really awesome. There's some conferences like they say submit a CFP and it takes you to a Google form with you know just the fields you enter. There's no mm -hmm. real like this is the type of conference that we are. These are the kinds of things we're looking for. Like you were kind of the polar opposite of that with all of the instruction that you gave and even the tips on like. Here are some of the talks that we would think would be interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a, a pattern that other conferences uh, should strive to emulate because it, it made it really easy as a, as a submitter to know whether I had anything to contribute sure. and what kinds of things I could contribute. Sure. Well, I'm glad you felt that way. Um, to be clear, the first year we were a Google form with like three fields. The <laughs> 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 learning. And, and the conference still happened, but that was definitely something we wanted to put more effort in. And it, and it took... Uh, I, I wrote most of that up, and it took maybe like five or ten hours. Like it, it took a fairly long time. 
Uh, I was very inspired by um, Dinosaur.js is a great conference that's actually happening tomorrow. And uh, I think they copied EmberConf, who copied RubyConf or RailsConf or something. So this has also um, been, been kind of inspired by other conferences that, that I like and admire. Standing uh, on the shoulders of giants, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I didn't invent the smart stuff. We, anything smart, we, we were probably taking from someone else smarter than us. Except for that conference conference proposal, that example was just yeah. Just that one I invented out of whole cloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we only have a couple minutes here. Um, I just wanted to give you guys uh, just sort of one one uh, you know last time to kind of make your pitch and kind of tell people why um, you know why they should be really super excited about coming to React Rally and what your kind of vision is and hope is for the for the conference. Go ahead. Why don't we hear from Matt for thirty seconds? and then Jameson for 30 seconds. Sounds good. Um, I mean, I'm really excited about this conference. Like, last year was really scary going into it because we'd never done this before. Uh, this year, uh, you know, we kind of build on the success from last year, so I think we got some momentum. Uh, we're going to try and make it bigger and better than it was last year, and I think it was already pretty successful last year. We've got a terrific speaker lineup, um, a lot of interesting topics to be discussed. And I think, for me, the biggest part of a conference is like mixing and mingling with people, just the networking. We've got a lot of time set aside during the day, you know, long hour-long breaks to, to have that opportunity that you're not just doing a hallway track. It's, it's time set aside to, to talk to other people, get to know people, and uh, connect. Awesome. Jameson. Yeah, I, I think the thing that React Rally brings um, is it, it brings you close to the community. I, I would say the conference is really down-to-earth, partially because we don't have enough money to like rent zeppelins to fly everybody around <laughs> in and stuff. So so it's it's really like you you feel close to the speakers and, and the other attendees and we're placing a lot of effort this year on making sure that people can mingle together if they want and, and have interesting things to do during the breaks and get into groups to go to lunch together with each other and have cool stuff at the party and it's the the focus is on um, giving you good stuff and then uh, giving you time to, to process that stuff. And I think we'll, we'll do a good job of that. All right. Well, we are up here. Time is up here on React 30. Well, we just want to say a uh, huge thank you to Matt Zabriski again and Jameson Dance for joining us for this week's podcast. Um, again, I can't recommend highly enough. Uh, make sure you check out React Rally. Uh, make sure you, uh, you know, you guys are still selling tickets, right? We are. All right, reactrally.com. Go ahead and check it out. Follow, follow them up on Twitter. And uh, hopefully we'll see you all there. Ciao. Thank, Thank you all you. so much. See you.